With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. It is four past six here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. And we got him back from up north, the blonde bomber, Tony Kemp. Well, good morning, brother. Um, morning, Rick Dog. Jeez, it reminds me of Australia too, that song. I'm listening to that my time up in Newcastle. Uh, mate. Good to be back. Just got some sun up there. You know, even though it rained for most of the time I was up there, when the sun did come out, um, I've just realised too, we've got to be covering up, putting a hat on, yep. making sure that, um, you know, not turning the, the hair yellow at the moment. Um, keeping it, keeping it, You've got keeping to keep it that out glorious of the, barnet and, keep and, and, and keeping it out of the sun. That's right, mate. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want it to get. Too, you can't get much blonder. No, 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 mate. I'm, I'm good, look, glad to be back. Um, big weekend coming up. You know, big weekend for the Kiwis, obviously tomorrow night. But a big weekend of racing. Uh, just spoke to Al Sharrick actually. He's just headed to the airport, so he's on his way over to catch up with Emma, um, his partner, who's taken ladies' man over there. They've been over there for a week, I think. You know, ladies' man in that race is a is a dead set suit for top four and could possibly go on and win this one on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, because the field's not massive, is it? No, and it's a, it's across the you know good form. Ladies' man coming out of the Livermore, um, having won that, looked like it could easily get the the ground as well. Thirty two hundred metres of Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, but twenty five hundred uh, on Saturday. Um, in Derby Day, and you know, it's only a seven-horse race. I think, I think that ladies' man's got a decent chance on Saturday. Yeah, you're busy all weekend, mate, and, and a lot on this weekend too, right? In terms of not on, not a, uh, not meaning there's heaps on, but I mean, what is on this weekend? There's a lot on it. Yeah, there is. There's a uh, uh, look. There's for a lot of people, you know, it's a it's a long time uh, since we've seen Alan. Um, Standing in the in the ring over in Melbourne on a on a Saturday and a Tuesday on the biggest week in in racing uh, and throughout that country, um, obviously the Kiwis they're, they're massive. Yeah, you know, uh, with the the chance to get one over the Kangaroos, especially in a final. Um, really interesting talking to Hagues about the way they attract uh, have attacked this week. They've come here. You know, gone and done the poor footy yesterday down at, I think it might have been Turanga Waiwai that they went on to yesterday, um, which is pretty cool in itself because that's where the King's from. And then, you know, the Kiwis are down there signing autographs to see that sort of stuff. For for me, a really big game. I, th- I think he's dead right. I think when he said, you know, at some stage we think we'll see Joseph Manu playing at fullback because that's the biggest question. Mm. Um, I think that Joe Manu gets there. But... Rick, yesterday, I know you're going to talk about it, there's one piece of news that came out yesterday afternoon, and I'll tell you what, it sent shockwaves through New Zealand. It did, it did. We'll get into that in just a minute. Coming up on the show, I can tell you that we're going to have, uh, hopefully, Daryl Halligan out of the Kiwis camp. He's going to join us after seven. Mike Delaney, the assistant coach of the Black Ferns, also going to join us between seven and eight. They've got their final test of the World 15 competition on this weekend. Amir Motu, she is... uh, Obviously got a big fight coming up at the beginning of December. A big advocate for Gumboot Friday and I am Hope as well, so we'll catch up with her after 8 o'clock. All that and more to come. But right now, SENZ Roll Call, text us. Tell us, where are you listening? 
We want to know where you are, what you're doing, and how you're listening to us. You're listening to us on the app. You're going old school. Uh, let us know. Double eight double three is the temper bedpost text machine, and uh, let us know for SENZ roll call, and we'll give you a shout out. Make sure you chuck your name in the text as well. And of course, we have a hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher to give away. For who am I? Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz/slash/getawaywithgolf. T's and C's apply. Here is your clip first clue. I have played for three Welsh clubs and one French one. I've played for three Welsh clubs and one French one. Double eight, double three, if you know the answer to that as well. That is uh, our Who Am I? All right, let's get into Triple Threat. Round one, fight. The three big questions of the day, and boy, I don't know if there's any question bigger than this one, Kempi. Yesterday, Adam Fenua Blake came out, he's requested immediate release from the Warriors for inverted commas, compassionate grounds to be closer to his parents in Sydney, apparently. Uh, are you buying that call or is it just agent speak? Well, I've, you know, I've got um, empathy for the, the call if, it's, if it is true that you want, you want to be close to your parents. Um, you know, what What else can you say if you're saying that, you know, you, you've the compassionate grounds, you've got to look a little bit deeper into that. Is it because there's, you know... Um, a little bit of family illness, or or you know, the aging parents, and he wants to be around them. I think you've got to have some empathy around that. Yep. Uh, I think the compassionate, but on the other flip side of the coin, the question which you, you're sort of asking is compassionate grounds being used as a way to exit a contract. Yeah. I think that if that is the case, then it's it's again something that the NRL need to look at and sort out. Because if you're signing a long term contract, one of the one of the clauses that should be in there is that um, will you be requiring you know assistance later on as opposed to to, to get back closer to your parents as opposed to you walking out on arguably what they what they're saying see I, and I didn't know this so I'm naive to this part of it the highest paid front row prop in the comp mm-hmm. this is this is what the, the news is out there. So had a had a decent old think about it, you know. Like, well, I really feel sorry for him if that's the case, you know. Like, he needs to be next to his parents, of course. You know, the club being a a, a family first club too, which Cameron's trying to build. I don't see them standing in his way, and if that is um, in, in its entirety the truth, so we're going to lose Adam Fenua Blake. The question is, so what do you do? Yeah, well, that's well. Before we get to that, let me read you this. Now, I, I put this aside as a news story, but let's do it now. After requesting an immediate release from the New Zealand Warriors, the St George Illawarra Dragons have emerged as favourites to sign Adam Fenua Blake. 100%. The 27-year-old was the highest paid prop in the game last season and is currently on a contract worth more than a million a season with three seasons remaining on his deal. And what is a massive blow for the Warriors Premiership hopes in 2024, Fenua Blake has been asked to uh, was set to be granted a release from his deal on compassionate grounds. Kempi, here you go. Here's the kicker. He was also released from his contract at Manly at the end of 2020 on compassionate grounds to join the Warriors. Yeah. So, what, he, so we were his parents then, Redcliffe. Yeah. So you know what? That's what makes me go. This is bullshit. Yeah, I know. I, I know, and a lot and a lot of people will be saying that. And you know, whenever I hear the compassionate grounds, it's a it, it is a. I guess you know, it'd be interesting to know who Adam Fanua Blake's manager is. It is a way. Um, to exit con- contracts, because I guess from a club's point of view, you can't really argue too much about 
that side of things, if they're saying, you know, I don't really want to talk about it because it's a sensitive subject to my, to my family and blah, 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 um, you're sort of left between a rock and a hard place. But, um, you know, but there's a big but here. If that happens, what do you do? What do you do? Because, I mean, like, I look at the Reese Walsh situation. I mean, his was crock, right? That yep. was absolute bollocks, that. Uh, compassionate grounds. I know I'm, I'm going to be home, mate. You haven't even left Australia yet. How do you know you're going to be homesick yet? No, Fog, well, and, then, and in Reese Walsh's, um, uh, I guess part of the, the the compassionate side that he was taking was he wanted to get home and be with his with his baby and all that sort of stuff. But came out straight after and said, "Oh, I've always wanted to be at Brisbane." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and and I look where who are the suitors for Adam Fenua Blake? If he's the top paid front rower in the competition, man, someone's come out and offered him top dollar. Because there's no way in the world you're considering leaving if you're not getting paid anywhere near that. Exactly. Somebody has offered him something and he's looking for a way out. That's what I think. And Sydney Morning Herald yesterday approached Shane Flanagan. Yep. This is what Flanagan had to say. He said, I'm more than interested. He's got great history here with the club. He's played under Dean Young as a junior, and I'm always looking for quality players, and he's a very good one. Yeah, so, you know, and that, that was the first thing that I thought, you know, if they're offering up Joey Manu the $1.2 million, obviously their hit, loose, hit list probably has Adam Fanua Blake there, um, and he's probably been offered that marquee dollar as well. Mm. So... You know, I'm, I'm just saying if he's going, he has to go for around the same type of money. It must be a very good offer if that's the case. And St. George are the ones in the market at the moment who are throwing that money around. What do you do? Well, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Warriors. I'm not ta- I am not. didn't care about Flanagan. Round two. Very good, Kempe, because that is my next question. If you are Andrew Webster, who are you looking at? Everyone. Right. Every single player in the competition, because this puts a mockery over contracts. And yep. I would go to every player in the competition that I thought was a marquee player. If if Adam Fanua Blake is freeing up that type of salary, it, here's what's going to happen: because they won't let him go unless they get the money. All right. Yeah. So they'll be asking for extra. So he's going to be. It's going to. It's going to cost to get him out. So they're going to have a pocket full. And I will then go to market, and I would. I would say. Um, target whoever you like and use compassionate grounds to get them out of their contracts. So let's have a look at that. If it's $1.2 million, man, I'd go after Carrigan. I'd go after Haas. You know, I'd go after you know, um, Tino. Forget about the contracts that they've signed. I'd say, well, I'll give you what you want and get you here. Uh, the player that they should really target with that type of money is a halfback to replace Sean Johnson. Yeah, true. You know, true. well, we need big men though. I mean, we've only got one big man, and that's Adam Fanua Blake. It's a ve- it's a very good point. Is he? I read Izzy's text last night. Like, we've never had a problem um, down here in New Zealand up until recently with our junior competitions uh, not really being played through COVID of producing big middle middle men. Okay, so we have to go back to growing our own. I think that's a that's a given, but. You're dead right. When we're when you were asking what do we need for next year, we actually need another middleman. Yeah. So now that we've lost Adam Fanua Blake, we're in a really well, we need two now. We we needed one before. Now we need two. So here's where um, McFadden's going to be put under the pump for recruitment because with that type of salary cap release, it's now how do you how do you manage it? So do you get a couple of middle tier front rows that are just going to go and cart the ball forward, someone who can play long minutes, um, and 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 you know, take a punt on those. 
and then you have enough money in your coffer with the let's say that Sean does retire and releases whatever he's on four or five hundred grand a year, then you have that money still as a marquee to go and go in, into the market for a halfback. And I would be going to market. I'd be going in now on November first, seeing what's there now. But I'd also be going to t- you know saying, well, what else is out there? Let's go and talk to managers and see what else is out there and if, if we can attract. A marquee player because that's marquee dollar. That's that's number one, number two. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Uh, we had a few texts already on double eight, double three. Hey fellas, there's rumours that Aiden Fenua Blake has already found a club, which could have repercussions as they can't actually talk to him until November first, twenty twenty four. So it could have knock-ons on that. They're, they're breaking those protocols. Well, the, Watch this space because this uh, this news causes a lot of player movement. Yeah. So here's my here's my um, orig- original issue with it is that the NRL and the contract system of players is a is a the laughing stock of con- of contract um, negotiation because it doesn't matter when people say well he's got a contract for th- three years it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've got a contract for three years because you're tearing it up for all sorts of reasons these days to, to move move away. Um, and we've seen that. Rick, this ain't what, what Adam's doing. This ain't um, new. And I'm not saying that he's doing it for other than compassionate reasons and wants to be next, close to his parents because you know, I have empathy for that. But the NRL um, contract system, player managers, again, being uh, able to manipulate a, a a system that the NRL have, it needs to be sorted out. Because if you're if you're Andrew Webster, for instance, mm-hmm. imagine how he feels. Yeah, yeah, man, he'd be. Dead. And he'll come out because he's a good bloke. He'll come out because he's a good bloke, and he'll say, "Well, it is what it is, and I've got to move on." And you know, this club is built on more than just one person, and and we'll find the right person to fill that spot. There's not too many Infant or Blakes running around. No, there's not, and that's the th- that's the thing. I mean, and you're very kind. Peter talk about having empathy for that because I don't believe it for a minute to mm. be honest I think it's it's all a tactic it's all a tactic what I would do is if I'm the Warriors is I just call the bluff turn around and say okay mate let's relocate your parents let's bring them to Auckland so you can be closer to them we'll get them a house and we'll get them a house near you and uh, we'll have the club doctors involved and we'll get them the best medical treatment and then you don't have to worry about anything yeah, yeah, and look, I hear what you're saying. It's on the back of a, to- a tour to England. You know, you don't know what's going on in the backgrounds because he's still playing in the meetings because it happens. <laughs> you know, I've been a part of them. You're having meetings with people in all sorts of places um, to try and get them to consider coming coming to New Zealand. The biggest, one of the biggest issues that this has polarised is the the um, problem that we have with players coming to New Zealand. You know, even when we do have someone like Adam Fanua Blake that's got a connection through his Tongan community to New Zealand, um, and and he and he has that also that that connection to his Polynesian in Australia, it's still not enough. So, is this now um, enough evidence to say that the the um, the Auckland Warriors, New Zealand Warriors, have to relocate to Australia? Because if you have a look at it, okay, mm. so on the, on the bigger picture, if you have a look at COVID, they had no problem signing players. They had no problem signing players through loans. Everyone wanted to go to them. Now that we've been back in New Zealand for one year and we've had a year to write about, yeah, one game away from the grand final, their marquee player, not even before Christmas, a month out from the season finishing, has said, I want to go. Like how many how many more roses do you want to surround the guy with? 
after a football season that we've just had. It's like we've done everything except win a grand final and they still want to leave. So is it now time to bite the bullet and say, well, actually, for us to compete, because we have to spend the money, we need to relocate to Australia. And that question has been around since day dot in 1995. Yeah, it's a, it's a question that has been raised before. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, plenty of texts through on this. Sean, you could, uh, and you guys could see Nathan Cleary coming on a big contract along with Ivan as general manager. Not much left to prove at Penrith. And I've got a soft spot for the, got the soft spot for the well, Warriors. I'd be go, you know, I'd be going, you know, Luai, you know, he's in the market. I know that I know that he comes with his own issues, but there's not that many. Everyone will tell you there's not that many. You just have a look at the international game. Hookers and halfbacks running around. Daily Cherry Evans is over the hill. You know what I mean? Um, New Zealand can't find a hooker. You know, we've had a guy that was going to retire and we've got a halfback at 36 playing in hooker. Um, so, you know, you got Brandon Smith on the market. Is he worth throwing the throwing the coffers at to, 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 to sort out a marquee player? I'm not too sure. Sean Johnson, what do you do with him? And, of course, you're stuck with two middle blokes. Like, you're going to have to promote now. Yep. You know, Bunty or four um, and, and Tom Ali, for instance, uh, they're going, well, that's me, I'm going up the rung here. You know, that's their their homegrown. Um, but you're still going to need a couple more. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to find some somewhere. I'll tell you what, this this chat's going to go on. I, I can see it. Let's get to this one. Round three. All right. Uh, I know we're going to continue to talk Warriors and Adam Vanilla Blake and the knock-on from that, but I did have to chuck this one in. Sir Steve Hansen has called for the TMO to be dropped from rugby altogether. 100%. <laughs> They've invested a lot of money in it. Will it happen? Uh, um, no, mm. yeah, and and dead right. Um, death by replay, like a slow death. That was that's what that's what was happening to every All Black supporter on uh, on the final of the World Cup because every time they went upstairs, they are reviewing the game over and over and over until they find an error, and you can't have that. It takes the romance of watching a football game out the window when you actually have to go back because you'll find something. You will find you will, you you just in rugby league what they do is they slow it down that much that when you put your hand down over the troll and on top of the football there's separation, and if you slow it down enough you're going to see separation at some because you're putting the ball down at the same time. So, look, I think what Steve Hansen's saying makes total sense. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the bunker and definitely after after the that final against uh, South Africa the TMO should be you know put in a box and buried four million. Um, leaders under the under the under under the earth, you know what I mean, yep. and its core, and never been brought up again, because it's been it's you know if we're not careful here, it's going to be about the TMR, it's not going to be about the game of rugby. 